Good evening. This is Sabrina Marie, host of the Building Abundant Success Series. Our primetime mastermind that promotes empowered, focused, decisive action and inspired outcome. Our spotlight is on wellness. My guest is Dr. Jacob Teitelbaum. You've seen him. He's an expert on Martha Stewart Living. You've seen him on Good Morning America and CNN and on the Dr. Oz Show. He's talking about natural cures from his book, Real Cause, Real Cure, the nine root causes of the most common health problems and how to solve them. Awesome book. To reach Dr. Teitelbaum, go to his website, vitality101.com. Awesome interview. You enjoy. Hey, Jacob, welcome back to the show. Oh, it's a pleasure to be on with you. Wonderful. I know today we are going to be talking from your real cause, real cure, and then we'll be talking a little bit about uh, some things we can do for our wellness and uh, a lot of things we can do to stop the itises. A lot of itises are in a lot of uh, things that plague Americans, whether it's arthritis or... Uh, I, mean, I, I understand itises even uh, have something to do with the heart and the brain and whatnot, so I'll let you take it away. Well, absolutely, because inflammation is such a big part of well, the illnesses of modern life. If you look at heart disease, angina, things like that, even cardiomyopathies where the heart muscle is attacked, it's uh, an itis if you look at arthritis. Uh, with over 30,000 Americans unnecessarily dying each year from the anti-inflammatory medications that they use for arthritis. Well, it's an itis. Colitis, it's an itis. Um, and how do they say, you know, there's an app for that? Well, for each of these things, there are natural remedies for that. And these remedies are far more effective and far, far, far safer, uh, fortunately, than the medications, and also a good bit cheaper. So we're going to talk today about how you can tell if you have inflammation. Um, and again, just for many things in life, we've talked about some of the things, even things like Alzheimer's disease, a host of other things. Uh, how to tell if you have inflammation on override and how to get it back in balance. And remembering that inflammation is not the enemy. It's an important tool your body has as part of your defense mechanism and healing mechanism. It's when it goes on overdrive that it becomes the enemy. Now, these itises that uh, you have mentioned, um, many times because of the way America, um, well, I, I just say the way people talk and the way people may be brought up, is just thought of as, oh, that's just something that's just normal. Uh, I wanted you to talk a little bit about our standard American uh, diet and uh, <laughs> what we're doing to ourselves. <laughs> Well, it was funny because most of the diseases that they view as being normal, the major killers, mm -hmm. for example, like heart attack is the number one killer in blood vessel disease. 200, 300 years ago, it was very rare. You know, somebody clutched their chest and fell to the ground. I mean, it was very uncommon. But now it's so common that we figure, well, it's normal. And what happened is if you compare the diet now to 500 years ago, um, we used to have a lot more omega-3s, uh, which are a healthy... Uh, kind of an oil in our diet that is anti-inflammatory relative to what's called aragonic acid, which is the main fat that you find in a lot of animal uh, products, which is pro-inflammatory. These are two ways that the body um, balances inflammation. So now we're seeing an epidemic of illnesses that were very rare in the past, but now they're normal. <laughs> but, but you mentioned about the standard American diet, which has a great acronym, SAD. And the difference is that 150 years ago compared to today, 
Today we get 18% of our calories from sugar, where it used to be almost 0% from added sugar. We get 18% from white flour, and it used to be that there wasn't white flour. It was just whole grains. And then uh, we're getting added fats that make up half of our calories. Um, in addition, where most of the meat used to be uh, grass-fed, we put them out on the pasture, and grass-fed beef is actually pretty anti-inflammatory. It's high in omega-3s. The grain-fed meats trigger inflammation like crazy. So these are some of the changes um, in the standard American diet that have been triggering the inflammation. Now, we used to eat far differently in that, yeah, we used to be on the farm. We used to be able to get our eggs off the farm, whole milk. I don't know, I mean, did you go to school with whole milk? I don't know very many people in my generation that did that. What major role do you feel that uh, the whole fresh foods that we now have, of course we have uh, Whole Foods and Earth Fair all over the United States, do you think that's going to be more prevalent in our future to help with these itises? Absolutely. People are starting to recognize that they have a choice. They can feel good. And, again, it's not something that you have to never have any meat that's grain-fed. I mean, if I'm out and about at a restaurant or whatever, I'm going to eat what they have. But if I'm going shopping and I have a choice between uh, food, you know, grass-fed versus grain-fed or the ones without all being pumped full of hormones, I'm going to go to these natural food stores and get these healthy foods. They taste good. And just adding just little changes in the diet where you're adding in these healthy foods make a massive difference in how people feel. One thing that we didn't have, well, hundreds of years ago was the refinery of the grains and the sugars, and I'm sure that has a lot to do with inflammation. Absolutely. Well, it's, it's funny, the whole term vitamin mm-hmm. came from when the Dutch settlers first started to explore out into the colonies, and it became fashionable to mill the rice, and they would mill the rice, and they would get the white rice, and they would take the, the shavings, the hull and the fiber, and they'd feed it to the chickens. And uh, this fellow who was very observant noted that the colonists started to walk with bow legs. They started to walk like the chickens, and the chickens were standing up really straight and tall. And he figured that there was something in the shavings that was vital for health, so he called them vitamins. Um, and that's where the word came from, vital amines. He thought they were proteins. So it's, you know, these changes that we're seeing, um, people are learning. They're learning the difference. And it, it makes all the difference in the world to make these small changes. I don't know whether you um, have knowledge, but I, I would suspect you do. Dairy and other things that we have been told is very healthy for us and the way it is homogenized and pasteurized and otherized. <laughs> um, how has that uh, uh, contributed to the inflammation that we see? Because we, we hear we should be taking in milk for the calcium and, and whatnot. Do you know anything? Uh, well, first off, uh, osteoporosis is not a calcium deficiency. Um, mm. We get plenty of calcium day to day even if we don't drink milk. On the other hand, I think milk is a fairly healthy food. Now, the question that you're raising is an interesting one about what the effect of homogenizing the fats. But when my mom was growing up, she grew up in the country and they had a cow and, and the more, you know, the milk would be there and the cream would rise to the top and it was a natural way of having the milk. Now they don't want it separating out, so they homogenize it. They, they whip the fats around. It really fast rates 
so that it gets spun into the milk and it won't separate out. Uh, unfortunately, that damages and changes the fats in ways that may be pro-inflammatory. So, personally, when I have milk, I'm going to have a fat-free milk, just because I think it's healthier to not have the fats that haven't damaged. Um, but at the end of the day, milk is a personal choice. If you feel like having milk products, have them. And if not, don't. But don't take them for the osteoporosis and don't stress over them. You know, these are minor points. Uh, but your point is well made. Uh, it has unintended consequences when you do things like the homogenizing of the milk and the pasteurizing. Each of these has certain benefits, but they come at a cost. And one of those costs is increased inflammation. Mm. I like how you mentioned omega threes. Now there are different uh, omegas. You have omega three, six, and nine. Um, in terms of uh, helping the itises, they find omega three is best. What do six and nine do, and do they cause inflammation? Well, it's not as simple as six versus three. Virtually all of the omega threes tend to go. If there's three key hormones that balance inflammation. Um, and those are make hormones called prostaglandins. And the oils, the omega-3s will make one kind of prostaglandin, the omega-6s is another, the animal fats, the economic acid, even yet another. Um, the omega-3s, which are fish oil, flaxseed oil, and also are found in, in other foods to a fair bit. That's the difference between grass-fed versus grain-fed, grass-fed beef higher in omega-3s, these tend to decrease, they make the hormone that decreases inflammation. For the omega-6, it depends on the type. Uh, not all omega-6s are the same. And some of them will tend to increase inflammation and some will tend to decrease. A, a good rule of thumb is that if you have an oil that's liquid at room temperature, it's mm-hmm. more likely to be healthy for you. Mm. Okay. Now, getting back to arthritis, Osteoarthritis. Um, we've had, uh, since you last were on, questions about the difference between the two and also the omegas and how they may lessen pain and inflammation with these. Well, one of the reasons we're seeing the increase in arthritis, and arthritis has been with people for many years. It comes from many things, including wear and tear. But the reason we're seeing such an increase um, is, again, the diet and the loss of omega-3s. But there are other things going on, too. So let's take a look. If somebody has arthritis, what do you do about it? You can add the fish oils. And, again, it's not the oil, but it's really the special components, the omega-3 components of the fish oil, which has a, gives us a trick that makes things a lot easier. We'll talk about it in a moment. But if you increase the oily fishes, um, salmon, tuna, herring, mackerel, uh, those kind of things, you're going to find that your tendency to arthritis pain decreases. This is much more pronounced in people with the red swollen joints of rheumatoid arthritis than it is in uh, people with day-to-day arthritis. It, increasing the omega-3s will help. But there are other herbs that are far more helpful. There's different parts of the inflammation system, the psychooxygenase, uh, the uh, lipooxygenase, the different kinds of of components. And there's herbs and things in foods, other foods that are also very important. So, for example, Indian food, which has turmeric or curcumin, um, has very profound anti-inflammatory uh, actions. 
so eating more curries or uh, getting it in a, in a, even an herb capsule form um, makes a big difference and decreases the tendency to arthritis. Um, if you look at uh, an herb called frankincense or uh, boswellia, which is uh, also known as frankincense, also very powerful anti-inflammatory effects, willow bark, which is the original source of aspirin. So there's many other ways to balance the inflammation system. So, But let's take a look at arthritis. Uh, how do I treat people with arthritis and how I help them get better? So number one, you want to cut out foods that are pro-inflammatory. That doesn't mean you can't have any, but cut back to sugar. Go from white flour to whole grains. When it's convenient, go with grass-fed versus grain-fed meats and increase the fish in your diet. Um, in terms of supplementation, uh, the fish oil... The problem with taking fish oil supplements is you have to take 8 to 10 capsules a day of most of them to get enough of the essential fatty acids, the DHA and EPA, to really be effective. And when people do that, they find themselves burping up fish oil all day, and then every, cat, every time they burp, every cat in the neighborhood is starting to chase them around, um, <laughs> and it, it gets to be annoying. So, But the nice thing is that only a small part of fish oil is made up of those omega-3s. The rest are similar to soybean kind of oils. Um, and you can get these concentrated uh, where they leave out the the fats and just put in the omega-3s, uh, a product that I like is called Vectomega, uh, where you just take one pill a day and it gives you the omega-3s that you would get in 8 to 10 uh, big, you know, muggy-sized fish oil capsules. Um, so it makes it much easier, much cheaper and much less fish oil burpee. Um, so, so for those, again, because uh, a lot of people take a fish oil, the one I recommend is called Vectomega, V-E-C-T-O-M-E-G-A. You can find it in most health food stores uh, at my website as well, uh, but it's easy to find. Now, other things, in terms of the herbals for arthritis, um, what you want to do for that is, again, if you're on the medications long-term, if you need it, the medications are less toxic than being in pain, but you get 16,500 deaths a year from bleeding ulcers because those same things that are inhibited by the ibuprofen and other arthritis medications also make the stomach wall um, mucus lining that keeps us from getting ulcers. So 16,500 U.S. deaths a year from bleeding ulcers from those medications and as much as a doubling to tripling of heart attack risk. So a good alternative um, would be uh, two compounds. There's two mixes I like. One is called End Pain, which is a mix of willow bark, Roswellia, and sherry. And another one, uh, which is a mix of curcumin and Boswellia and DLPA and natokinase, uh, is called Curamin, C-U-R-A-M-I-N. Again, these are in most health food stores. They can be taken together. They can be taken with arthritis medications. But the nice thing about the natural remedies is because they, they balance several systems at once. They have the same mix of compounds that you find in, in the plants. And in the plant, the plant is not looking to poison just one system. It's looking to balance systems. So you find these mixes of compounds and it balances systems in the body. And in recent, um, in fact, in a recent head-on study against Celebrex, the uh, special curcumin boswellia mix is far more effective for arthritis pain. Uh, the difference, instead of side effects, you get side benefits. Instead of bleeding ulcers and heart attacks, you see a decreased risk of Alzheimer's disease. 
you see decreased other inflammatory problems. Uh, you see decreased asthma um, and colitis problems. Um, with these herbal mixes, you get side benefits. They can be added to the medications. You take them after six weeks on the herbals. Uh, most people find that their arthritis pain goes way down, and they can ask the doctor if they can come off the arthritis medication or just take it as needed. And works really well. I wanted to ask you about um, something that may be able to help multi-symptoms, vitamin D. Vitamin D, how important is that? Oh, it's, you know, people are teasing now. It used to be that vitamin C in Linus Pauling's work was considered the biggie, and now people are teasing that uh, Dr. Pauling was off by one letter, uh, that it's vitamin <laughs> D deficiency that's the biggie. Um, you know, it's we do some strange things in medicine, and uh, I remember when I was a kid, my parents would take me to museums, and one of these, I, I remember this exhibit where they had a skull with a hole cut in it, and they'd say, well, the Aztec skull cutters would... Uh, cut holes to let out the evil spirits and read laugh and, and say silly Aztecs. And I, you know, I, I can only picture 50 years from now when we have the medical hall of shames where, you know, they'll be looking back at, at modern medicine today and you'll have exhibits where they have the AMA sponsored doctors saying on the commercial smoke these cigarettes. Great for your health. <laughs> or, uh, they'll have the next exhibit that says don't breastfeed, only a barbarian breastfeed. Give formula, or you know, this cholesterol medications for heart disease, which to me is a twenty-nine billion dollar year scam. And then I can picture the, you know, the next exhibit being doctors telling people to avoid sunshine, and I can picture the little boy tugging on his mommy's dress and going, "Mommy, mommy, were they crazy?" And the mother looking down at the child and saying, "Yes, dear." Um, <laughs> Yeah, we get our vitamin D from sunshine. It's it's not found in food much unless it's, it's fortified. It, we get it from sunshine. It's a sunshine vitamin, and vitamin D is a critical hormone that regulates inflammation. So now we're seeing that because of the low vitamin D, the recommendations to avoid sunshine, it's estimated to be causing tens of thousands of excess cancer deaths a year because, again, it, it changes immune function. It's a marked increase in autoimmune diseases, such as multiple sclerosis, diabetes, uh, other things along those lines, um, increase in a host of other conditions. Uh, again, the advice to avoid sunshine is, well, like, like the child said, insane. So the wow. proper advice, avoid sunburn, not sunshine. Hmm. Any particular type of vitamin D that we should be looking for? Nope. I feel over the simple answers. <laughs> okay, yeah, I mean, because some people, um, they prefer certain types of uh, ways of getting vitamin D, whether it be through fish oil or just the vitamin D supplement. And the best way is get your sunshine. And then, again, if you like milk, you know, have your milk products. And as I mentioned earlier, the if I'm drinking milk, I'm going to tend to go with the skim milk, the fat-free. But that doesn't mean milk fat is bad for you. You can get your milk fat in cheeses, you know, kind of, any of a host of different kind of things. Because when they're using it for that, it's not homogenized. So it can be a healthy fat. So get your vitamin D in a way that tastes good. Um, but the simplest way is to go outside in the sunshine. I've heard about anti-inflammatory compounds in cherries. How does that work? Well, they're antioxidants. And a big part of inflammatory stress or similar stress is what's called oxidative stress. Uh, oxygen, basically, just like it rusts iron, 
mm-hmm. it can also rust the tissues in our body. And that's why uh, using oxygen for energy takes a lot of antioxidants to be used safely. And cherries are loaded, just like many other colorful berries and foods, they tend to be loaded with, with healthy antioxidants. Wonderful. I wanted to know, in terms of these itises, you mentioned Alzheimer's and heart disease, and these um, are itises. What are some uh, good protocols to help with uh, people going through that or in prevention of those? Well, let's take a look at a couple things. Asthma is actually and it's a mix of an allergic and an inflammatory condition. Uh, the herb Boswellia is brilliant for helping asthma. A uh, 1,000 milligrams a day, very simple. Um, colitis, which is inflammation of the colon or large intestine, also responds very well to the Boswellia. And had on studies, it was as effective as the medications um, or in, in studies comparing that we could compare the effects. Um, so for those two, for example, Boswellia, very simple mix. Uh, take a look at Alzheimer's because Alzheimer's is getting more and more common, um, especially as our population of baby boomers ages. Um, and people need to know whether you're looking to prevent Alzheimer's or to treat people with it. The curcumin um, is very, very effective. The If you look at areas that they eat a lot of curcumin, where they eat a lot of curcumin in India, the rate of Alzheimer's is only one-third as prevalent as it is in the United States. Um, and the uh, animal studies show that the curcumin actually helps to multi-inflammatory plaques or tangles in the brain of, uh, of mice that have an Alzheimer's-like condition. The problem with curcumin is it's hard to absorb enough to really mm. get an effective level unless you're eating Indian food all day. So the there's a way, if you add the essential oils back in, basically you make the curcumin a bioidentical form, uh, and that you can find out in products that have what's called BCM95, uh, the, again, we talked about Curamin, uh, which, or there's another product called Curamed. Both of those are by Europharma, which are very good ways to get the curcumin. Um, that's, if I had a family history of Alzheimer's or a family member with it, uh, the Curamed is what I would be putting them on. Um, the, but important, let's, let's take just a, a minute or two because it's such, Alzheimer's is such an important uh, topic. Mm-hmm. Um, number one, most people who have been diagnosed with Alzheimer's don't actually have Alzheimer's. Uh, there's mm. a study done last year, well, published last year out of a Hawaii hospital actually uh, nearby where they did autopsies. Uh, when uh, people with Alzheimer's and looked at the brain. That's how you diagnose Alzheimer's. You look at the brain under the microscope and because you don't want to do that in living people, they did it in, after death. And they found that half of the people diagnosed with Alzheimer's didn't have it. They had other conditions that were causing the lack of men- the decrease in mental function. And many of those conditions were very, very treatable. So, number one, you go to the doctor, you say, Great Grandma's getting a bit confused, and he throws one of two, what I consider, in my humble opinion, uh, useless or fairly useless medications for Alzheimer's at him, and goes on to the next person because they have five minutes per visit. If you have somebody with Alzheimer's, you really want to take the time, and I discussed it this in the Real Cause Real Cure book along with hundreds of other topics, um, to evaluate 
how you can tune one other little things that are decreasing mental functioning. Because if you tune up the brain just a little bit, 3% improvement in function. That's the difference between the person recognizing their children and not. Uh, you'll find the person goes in and out from day to day. It's not because the Alzheimer's goes away one day and comes back the next day. It's little changes in function. So if a person has a hidden infection, like a sinusitis or a bladder infection, very common, and they don't even get the symptoms that you normally see, it can drag down mental functioning. Or do they have nutritional deficiencies, especially vitamin B12? A recent uh, New England Journal study showed that B12 tests, again, are not reliable and miss a lot of people with B12 deficiency. Um, other B vitamins, magnesium deficiency, vitamin D deficiency, a host of others um, can contribute. Are they having poor sleep? Do they have low hormones, low thyroid, uh, low testosterone, a host of things? All of these, uh, are they on 15 medications that they don't need? Um, wow. I, I see these people and they're, you know, 80 years old, they're on a dozen medications and that's not, that's more the rule than the exception. If you put us on those medications, we'd get arrested for driving while intoxicated. It's that right. <laughs> crazy. And you see people, it's, it's common. You take them off the medications they don't need. And this should be done working with a holistic doctor. Most doctors, they have six minutes for the doctors. But there's, there's no Medicare code for taking the time to get somebody off the medications they don't need. So you need to go to a holistic doctor who will take the time. And go through and, and I'll do consultations by phone with people you know, working with a doctor at home uh, to evaluate them for their Alzheimer's and I'll work with the family members um, but you wean them off the medications and often the brain comes back so uh, don't presume Alzheimer's is kind of a you've got it and there's nothing can be done um, there's a host of things that can be done and even whether or not the person has Alzheimer's things that modestly improve brain function can make a massive difference in functioning. Now, as for the other itis that is uh, one of the top three uh, killers in America, um, the heart. Mm -hmm. uh, that is an itis, too, in many cases. Uh, what are some uh, supplements and some things people can be doing to help themselves in those areas of the heart? Again, I think fish oil. Uh, the Vectomega is a very good way, or eat more fish. Going out for a walk in the sunshine, you know, the sunshine will help balance the inflammation and, then, and mm -hmm. decrease the tendency to that. Getting good nutritional support with a multivitamin. Um, and, uh, again, it's, people ask what nutrients they need, and the answer is all of them. And you don't want to be taking hundreds of pills. It gets crazy after a bit. So what I tell people, there's a good vitamin powder uh that it has everything from A to Z except for fish oil and iron. Um, but it has, uh, you know, the vitamin D and the antioxidants and all that. And it's called the energy revitalization system. Uh, you mm -hmm. take the one drink a day, replaces over 35 pills. And I, I've seen these things that I say, replaces all these pills. And I say, really? Huh. And it's not. But I'll, I'll have to challenge the people. If you can get what's in this one drink, and less than 35 pills will give you 50 bucks. You're just not going to be able to do it. And most people take 50, 60 pills. Um, so it's a one, it's a nice simple thing. You take that with the fish oil. And now you've balanced out things that increase inflammation. You've balanced the immune system. And it makes a big difference. Um, but let's note one other thing because that's talking about prevention. Mm -hmm. But what do you do if people have heart disease? Because many people view heart disease as a death sentence. They go to the doctor, the doctor says they've got heart failure, they give them a couple medications, they maybe feel a little bit better, maybe not. 
uh, and then, you know, sorry, you're out of luck. But it's just not so. Um, for heart failure, there's very simple, and for angina, and, and there's anything that improves the efficiency of the heart can help uh, whether you have heart failure, angina, or abnormal heart rhythms. Improves efficiency, makes it work more strongly, decreases the need for blood flow, so helps all of these things. So how do you do that? Uh, one, uh, there's a nutrient called ribose that is made by the body to increase energy production. Dramatic improvement in heart function. Uh, coenzyme Q10, also marked improvement in heart function. Um, magnesium and B vitamins that you can find in the vitamin powder uh, also will increase heart function. Uh, Hawthorne, uh, even in the standard and the Cochrane reviews, the most respected uh, standard of practice review articles in, in standard medicine, the Cochrane reviews say that uh, the herb Hawthorne is very effective for congestive heart failure, magnesium orotate. So that's one of the things, that when, when you look at the Real Cause, Real Cure book, uh, the problem that I have you know, after 35 years in medicine is I've realized that most of what we're taught, whether it's in conferences, uh, in medical journals that are supported by drug company advertising, um, and God bless and fed good-looking drug reps, are really... Uh, how did the editor that's doing the journal of medicine put it? Let me paraphrase. It's basically slick advertising masquerading as science. Uh, even Dr. Angel, who was another editor, past editor, they, they seem not to be as vocal until they're no longer editor than they speak up, uh, noted that she no longer, she realized after years of being an editor, and this is considered the most, you know, established Harvard kind of journal for internal medicine, that the research was simply not able to be trusted. That it's so, that basically it's, it's, it's drug company advertising. And so, you know, people need to realize that what the doctor knows is what the drug companies teach them, sadly enough. But there's so much more. There are thousands of studies that show natural remedies to be very effective for everything from, you know, A to Z, acne to zoster. Um, and that's why I wrote Real Cause, Real Cure. I wrote it to be a natural owner's manual for people's bodies. And as Sabrina Marie, you know me, I'm not against medications. I'm a physician. I consider them a very helpful tool when used wisely. But sadly, oh, yeah. that used wisely is, is pretty rare these days. My last question is uh, two things that everyone can do, more hydration or water and exercise. I even hear that exercise can help with uh, uh, lessening of uh, brain uh, uh, issues like Alzheimer's and even help people with arthritis and heart disease. Well, the, clearly it helps with heart disease and it helps decrease arthritis. People who walk and also losing the weight will help with the arthritis because it's less wear and tear. Um, so, and if you walk outside in the sunshine, that's where you're going to get the biggest thing. You're really going to see a decrease um, because in the inflammation because of the vitamin D from the sunshine. But not only that, not only will you feel your brain is going to work better. Um, people who exercise, as you noted, I don't know if they have less Alzheimer's, but they have better cognitive function. And mm -hmm. it increases serotonin, uh, which is the happiness molecule, as effectively as Prozac. So uh, there's a great argument. You don't have to be doing a marathon to get the effects. Just go out for a walk in the sunshine for 30 minutes each day, and you're going to feel dramatically better. 
What do you have going on next? I know you travel, and uh, I know that you do an awful lot of of writing. So what's up next for Dr. Jacob Teitelbaum? Well, my next book that will be coming out will be in August uh, 6, 2013, called The Fatigue and Fibromyalgia Solution. It's a nice, simple, easy-to-read book uh, for anybody who has fatigue, or even those with fibromyalgia and chronic fatigue syndrome. Um, My other book from Fatigue Fantastic is wonderful, but it's a textbook. It's it's wading through a lot of information. Uh, this book, we, I, I geared it to be about one quarter the length, short, sweet, simple, fun read. Wonderful. Thank you so much for being back with us. We know we can find you at uh, vitality101.com. And also, uh, for the supplements and things we talked about today, uh, mm-hmm. the website endfatigue.com. So it's E, and like Nancy, D like David, then the word fatigue.com. Uh, we have the supplements there, and we have information on health topics at vitality101.com. In addition to nfatigue.com, for those of you who would like more energy, we have a free energy analysis program. Uh, you do a, a simple questionnaire. It'll even have a place to enter pertinent blood tests if, if you have them, although the tests aren't really needed. It'll analyze that, tell you what you need to do to optimize energy and feel great. Wonderful. Thanks so much for being back with us. Uh, Sabrina Marie, always a pleasure. Thank you.